It's Socks Up with Ryan Smith, the official podcast for the Queensland Reds. G'day and welcome back to the first episode of Season 2 of Socks Up with me, Ryan Smith. The legends at Triple M have once again come on board to produce this podcast, which is designed to take you behind the scenes and into the sheds of the Queensland Reds. There's definitely going to be some footy chat, but nothing too punishing on that level, because the main point of the show is to introduce you to the Reds' past players, present players, and unpack a little bit about what really makes them tick, as well as finding out every week who really does need to pull their socks up. Today's special guest is backed by popular demand. His episode was the most downloaded pod of 2023, and he was the player most often tipped to be the next Reds Wallaby, a prophecy which came true. Welcome back, Matt Fesler. Wallaby number 969, Matt Fesler made his test debut versus New Zealand in Dunedin in August 2023, being selected in the Rugby World Cup squad and ending the year with five test caps. Product of Toowoomba Grammar School and Brothers Rugby Club, Matt has made 27 Super Rugby appearances in his two seasons at the Reds, scoring six tries and entrenching himself as a leader in the squad. Fellas, how are we? Matty, how you going? Pretty good, mate. Kind words there, Pete. Thanks, mate. Mate, back for the second time into the podcast. You're going to be an absolute professional at it this time around. We've just come off the back of pretty intense pre-season. Uh, a lot of big changes at Ballymore, new stadium even uh, at Ballymore there, new gym, all those recovery facilities, as well as new players, new coaches, mate. How's the pre-season been? Really good. Change can be like a holiday, I think. That new environment and um, new buildings, awesome. The boys are definitely making the most of those facilities, particularly the recovery facilities. You often catch a fair few of them coming in on their days off, getting that sauna, plenty of work. I've seen you in there, kit off. You've been looking pretty good. Thanks, man. Yeah, try. <laughs> Shout out to Fraser as well. Yeah, you and Frank are in there. Fraser lives in there. Yeah, it's awesome. Preseason actually flew by this year, I think. Just with the change in environment, new coaches, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, as I'm sure you are. How have you been finding it? Yeah, mate, I've, I've loved it. Heaps of new learnings and obviously even just trying to meet and get around the new coaches. So I found it really enjoyable and it's it's been really tough physically. I'm feeling in the best shape I've been in in a while. And yeah, I think the, the coaches ran a pretty tidy ship and plenty of learning. So yeah, as you say, it absolutely flew by for me and I've been loving it and loving all the new boys in there as well. We've got some... Great characters in there. It's It's been really fun. Mate, it would have been cool for you. You obviously finished up the 2023 season with the Reds and, and got some time in Wallabies camp and then eventually obviously got over to the World Cup. Yeah, uh, it was actually sort of the first contact that I had with any sort of Wallabies staff was post the um, Moana game in Samoa. So we flew back and I actually missed a call from Eddie on the plane. And for some reason, when I turned my phone off airplane mode, I didn't get a notification or anything. Oh. Anyway... Go to Brothers, watch the boys play, a few cans. Next morning, I'm having a coffee with mum quite early, and I get this unknown number calling me. It's Webby, the team manager, being like, hey, mate, you're going to be coming to camp tomorrow? And I was like, what is going on here? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. And I sort of like, by then, you're not actually listening to what the guy's saying. It's just going all over your head. Hung up, went in straight away, told mum. We sort of had a little moment, and then I thought like, could this be you or Wilson or someone taking the piss? <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yeah. And I literally <laughs> called Wilson and told him to put me on loudspeaker. And I was like, mate, I'm going to read out a number to you. Tell me whose number this is. And I, obviously, because he would have had the number from previous years and whatever. And he goes, yeah, mate, it's Webby's number. Like, it wasn't a piss. You're in. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was getting stitched up. <laughs> <laughs> that's gold. Yeah. So that's sort of how it happened. And then obviously just a lot of tough camps ended up. I think playing some decent games through the back end of that super comp and then was sort of lucky enough to get picked in rugby championship and then forward into the World Cup. 
learnt heaps, particularly off those uh, sort of older, more experienced players, your slippers, your Will Skelton's, Whitey's, that kind of stuff. Yeah, dream come true, I think, going to a World Cup, representing your country. Learnt heaps, obviously a bit bitter about the result, as everyone is, both fans, players and staff and stuff. But yeah, I think with the new coaching appointment of Joe Schmidt, Yet to see, obviously, his assistance, but I think his reputation precedes him. Brings a lot of success to the nations he's been at, obviously. Ireland have had a really, not rapid, but great increase in their performances, and I think that's all off the back of what he sort of set up in that centralisation and stuff. So, mate, I'm super excited for what the year could bring. I think it's really cool that you were fresh into the Reds fold. You're only in there for a year or so. So you had a new coach in, in Brad Thorne and in uh, Jimmy Mackay and those guys through there, Blakey, etc. You know, you get called up into the Wallabies fold, you get a, a new experience with new coaches through that, plus the new players, as you say. And then again, coming off the back of that, a whole new experience again with new coaching staff at the Reds. So, you know, within this, the short space of a, of a few years, you've had, you know, three, three or four different sets of coaches and each coach really brings their own set to you know set of ideas and and way they do things across that. So, uh, how do you think that'll set us up for the year, or, or set yourself up personally for the year, having those lots of different ideas to pick from, and you know maybe pick your the best cream of the crop out of those ideas. The fresh perspective is quite refreshing. Like I think uh, we've all been playing a lot of footy the last couple of years, and for me mentally, it still feels like it's day one, week one. Mm. Really refreshing. I think that's just how coming across different coaches, super interesting, seeing different perspectives. Thorny brought a certain good mentality and tough mindset about it. Eddie, at being an experienced test coach, obviously had a different lens on that as well. And then coming into Les and just the style of footy he likes playing, and even yeah, Zane Hilton's and um, Fish, they sort of just see the game in a different light, which I think is awesome. Learning heaps, mate, I think. That's probably what I'm enjoying the most out of sort of last year and this year is just being exposed to all those different environments, both players and coaches. I think it's been really cool. The thing I've noticed is obviously we have new coaches, but the fact that the coaches we've had, you know, Fish and Chock, we probably have the most contact with being the Fords in the Fords. Um, Both of those guys have coached overseas, which has been a really interesting way of changing our game up because, you know, they, they haven't... Chock's obviously coached a bit of super in the past, but, you know, Fish coming in hasn't actually coached any super rugby. So me personally, I've been picking up so much about that different style of play and he's just got a completely different view, especially around that breakdown stuff, which has been really awesome to get some ideas and, and ways of thinking about things we've never really thought about. Um, yeah, the breakdown the and the running lines and um, sort of that in tight work with pick and drives and all that sort of stuff, I think... The Northern Hemisphere in particular, the Premiership sort of live off that style of footy just due to the fact of it rains all the time over there. It's cold, it's miserable. They're playing 10-man rugby a lot. So he's got that stuff dialed down. And yeah, like you said, it brings a lot of info and sort of a different sort of perspective on it, which is awesome. And then I think Chock coming off the back of a lot of time in Japan, you know, they have really long pre-seasons and, and a lot of time together where they can get really detailed around, you know, really specific things around Ford's play. I think that's been a fantastic change where we've had a, a long pre-season and lots of time to cover a lot of different things. And we've really done that and uh, made sure everyone's across their detail and can bring in a little bit of extra knowledge and just make sure the whole team, uh, you know, in the past, maybe one to 23 has been really all over their detail. But I think a key focus of this coaching group at the Reds at the moment, has been that 
you know, that one to 40 or, or 45 and guys into the academy depths that they really have to be all over their knowledge because, you know, pretty quickly things can change and injuries happen and, and unavailabilities happen. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, a guy has to jump in to, to play some minutes that, you know, might not have had any opportunities throughout the year, but it's expected from these guys that they're all over their knowledge and, and have a really good grasp on it, which has been really cool. Yeah, and we saw that sort of present through the Pano block and into that first force trial where a lot of academy guys were getting reward for that before Christmas preseason where they trained really well, got across their detail, and it was awesome to see a few of those guys get a run considering that most of them are sort of that 19, 20 be a big step up from Colts footy, I can imagine. But yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's awesome seeing him get a crack. Boy's been standing up well. Smithy, what's Matt. life been like for you lately? Been hearing a bit of talk about some renovations <laughs> that yeah. you and Alex have sort of been doing at your joint. How's that been? Oh, mate, the boys in the team listening to this will be sick of this chat. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I've yeah I've done some renos at home, which has been a long time coming. We were pretty lucky before I started rugby to get into a house at Brighton there. So, yeah, it's been a long time coming trying to renovate it. Yeah, just been any time I'm not spent at Ballymore, I've been going home and getting on the tools and helping the builder out, which was good. We had a sort of four-week four break between blocks pre-Chrissy and, yeah, kind of kept me kept me pretty honest and was doing some 10-hour days there on the, on the shovel and <laughs> moving gravel around the backyard. So, no, it was really cool to break it up and get myself back handy on the tools again. So that was... Really fun, to be honest. Stoked with the result. You yeah. moved back in, haven't you? Yeah, we moved back in a week or two ago. So, yeah, there's some stuff we obviously need to fix up. It's uh, come to the end of a job. And, yeah, as many people, I'm sure, can attest, the, the money's pretty uh, pretty much gone. So getting off the final few touches, uh, yeah, this things get pushed to the wayside. We're rocking no blinds and curtains at the moment. So I'm sure <laughs> the neighbours are getting a nice show of me in, of a morning getting out of the show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, Setting their alarm for that one. <laughs> that's it, yeah. So, yeah, Cobber's pretty happy with his new digs as well. Yeah, how good. Front fence. Might the fence is all again. in finally, actually. The neighbours' dogs are forever in our yard, so we've got full fence now, which has been really nice keeping them out of there. Yeah, nice. Uh, quick plug to James Brisky Construction. Yeah, BCG. Shout out. They'll be listening to it on site at, in Wavell there today, probably. They'll be listening to the potty as soon as it comes out. They're avid listeners. Also, uh, Lawson Crichton, uh, Ballymore resident Sparky. Yeah, Crichton and Sons got in there, helped out with the electrical, got it all signed off. I hope he signed off. That would suck if we just fully tear him and he gets a big fine for not being registered or something. But nah, it's all above board. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Any building inspectors listening? You didn't hear that? Yeah, no, nah, it's all certified. It's all been signed off. Tick of approval. It's all above board. But nah, yeah, it's been a good off season and it was good fun sort of being back to the my first couple of years at the Reds where it was straight off the paddock and straight back to work so it was it was cool to get that into it back into it and, and showed that how good the rugby life is and makes me pretty hungry to to go well this year yeah nice um how'd the rehab go with your shoulder yeah actually true I, I had shoulder surgery since the season finished since we were on the pod yeah it went really well actually uh, shout out to to Carl and Andrew they did a really good job with me there and uh, yeah, it feels really good. doesn't look real good, but it feels a lot better than it did last season. So, yeah, I'm really glad to get on top of that and stay healthy for the year. Do anything for Chrissy, get away? Uh, yeah, we went to went to the coast. Alex's brother was looking after a place at Crumman Valley, so that was really nice for a couple of days there. Pretty well off the, off the grid. Well, we had no power because of that big storm that came yeah. through and there was no reception there. So, no, it was good, just family time and kick back uh, a few fired up the bricked in barbecues like 
got that one going. So that was pretty fun. And nice. a few little quad bikes and stuff getting around. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the Chrissy break. I know you were at, yeah, at we're, Burley, actually, like, across paths. Pig <laughs> <laughs> avoided um, me like the plague. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually, our eye line could sort of see where that crane fo- like got folded like mm. a deck chair. Luckily, it didn't snap off and hit anyone. But, mate, those storms are pretty wild. Heaps they of people sort wild. of lost power and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. We were um on the deck in a swag, so it was pretty wild for one of those nights there. But yeah, it was really good fun to be honest. And woke up and did a bit of a clean up, and then yeah, poked into town and we saw you. Yeah, gave, you were walking with your family, and I gave you a wave outside the car, and and he avoided me. <laughs> Rolling into a massive 2024 year for the Queensland Reds, let's have a look at all the Reds news that's happened across the uh, off-season. Yeah, perfect, Ryan. Plenty been happening down at Ballymore. We'll, uh, we'll run through some of the uh, most important parts. I think the biggest news, obviously, signing BMS Group coming on as our new principal partner, looking beautiful massive. on the front of the training kit, the jerseys, great to have. On the stadium, even, at Ballymore? 100% the BMS National Rugby Training Centre, so shout-outs to uh, Stephen Moore and, and Peter Polakaitis and the team at BMS Group. Stoked to have them on board, obviously a bit of footy as well. We had the Challenger Series. We had the Panasonic Wild Knights, Saitama, um, you know, our sister club from Japan, Robbie Deans and the guys coming over, which was, was pretty awesome having them in the facility for, for a couple of weeks and, and spending time with us. And, and then an awesome afternoon down at Ballymore, you know, massive crowd. The sun was out. It was raining tries and, and the Reds just getting it done, which was, uh, was really, really cool as well. We had the season launch, the long lunch last week down at the Convention Exhibition Centre. Lots of good vibes in the room. Uh, you guys were there. Got called up on stage. We had both playing squads there. Pretty awesome to be part of that with the, the women's squad as well, Smithy. Yeah, that was really cool, actually. And there's a, a lot of changes through that women's squad as well. So it was cool to be able to meet some of those new girls and have a chat to them about their sort of how they got there into that Reds program. And yeah, as you say, everyone looked pretty good uh, in the Ringers Western kit as well. Everyone was really decked to the nines. Matt, you looked fantastic as always. But yeah, it was a really good day. And there was a lot of Reds, former Reds players there that, that looked like they're having a pretty good time. And got to ask Les some questions, which is cool. And got to get the scoop on what's coming up this year. Great to see three uh, new inductions into the QRU Hall of Fame at, at that event with uh, Graham Cook, the late Graham Cook, as well as uh, Tanya Osborne. Aussie from the Roma Echidnas. She spoke magnificently. And and David Wilson from East Rugby Club and, and Queensland Rugby Union. Absolute royalty. And first time that David Wilson and Fraser McWright met each other, which uh, was pretty awesome as well. Yeah, what else have we had going on? We've had Fraser, speaking of him, winning the 2023 Super Rugby Pacific Men's Player of the Year. Uh, Cecilia Smith winning the 2023 Super Rugby Women's Player of the Year. And, and one I know you were pumped about. Fez, Jake Upfield winning the uh, try of the year. Yeah, Uppy, how good. I was stoked when I saw a photo with him at the <laughs> RA Awards. He was all smiles. Apparently he was having the best night. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> unreal. Uh, yeah, pretty magnificent try, to be fair, and pretty cool story with Uppy sort of just coming into that squad under injury cover and then getting over the chalk with a try like that. Pretty epic, you know, mate? I'm sure he had a fun night. Yeah, I remember I, I didn't travel that week. I was injured and watched that game at my local, and yeah, I was stoked to see him get that try. It was, it was actually going off in uh, my local pub there. Shout out to the full moon. That's the one, uh, great pub. That's the one where uh, James O'Connor literally on the sideline, oh. right, with the ankle, how he stays in, how he stays upright. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that's yeah. just an testament to uh, his hard work and uh, rehab down there at TH7, <laughs> just being able to keep those ankles really strong and keep out of the sideline. I know As if Wilson he needed another run. highlight reel, though. <laughs> yeah, I think he's re- reshared a yeah. part <laughs> Yeah, just stop it, you know. Yeah, get over it, mate. <laughs> 
plenty of shout-outs and plugs for the sponsors. We love it. Uh, some new signings in the venue. Um, we won't go through them all, but some of the, the bigger personalities who've come in, guys like Jeff Tumunger allen the big guppy Alex Hodgman, Cormac Daly, uh, and then some of the younger boys coming through, some of our junior wallabies, uh, you know, Massimo, John Bryant, Timmy Ryan, HMP, obviously. How have they fitted into the squad and, and added, I guess, culturally and, and to the dynamic? Yeah, really good. Obviously, two seasoned professionals with Gups and Jeff. They bring a lot to our front row depth and are really happy to sort of share their intel and what they've sort of learned over the years in that front row space, but also just training standards. And you always see Guppy and Jeff in early. They're doing their recovery. They're watching footage. Yeah, so just even those little things, really good role models for some of those younger guys. Anyone who watched that game in Roma saw HMP do his thing as well as um, that force game playing some pretty sharp footy. Unfortunately, we sort of haven't seen anything from Massimo after that Pano game, but, mate, the guy's an absolute sicko for a gym session. It's, what he puts he's up huge, on the bench mate. is outrageous. Like He's almost got to stop doing uppers. I think he's like, he'll two-rep 180 on the bench pretty comfortably. Like He's got some serious strength to him. I think he's chasing down that 200 bench. So, yeah, mate, he's an absolute animal. And we saw that in that final play of the, the Panna game where he um, you know, absolutely went through that scrum. And, yeah, we, he was talking about that for a while. But, yeah, he got injured a bit later in that preseason. But he actually did a bit of training again on um, Tuesday this week. So, mate, he's looking good for a return. And then, yeah, the, the young fellas, as you say, Timmy Ryan's been really impressive for the whole preseason and just you know tooling away and he's really keen for work and works really hard around the pitch and yeah he's a really good kid too and then yeah same Johnny Bryant he's been an absolute animal and can sort of cover six seven eight so he's really versatile and I think that puts him in good stead to get picked throughout this year yeah it's great to see those guys get rewarded based on club form both JB and um, Timmy Ryan have been really good over the last sort of year or two in the um, QPR space playing a fair bit of first grade and are making a good impression on that front. So, yeah, it's awesome to see them sort of go for higher honours. And then, obviously, Cormac came over from Ireland, played a season down in Sydney for the weeks and has come up and, mate, on and off field, he adds a lot of value. He's um, got some pretty niche intel on, uh, like, the Roman Empire. and, um, and like the history eight, buff. Yeah, yeah genuinely. Um, and ancient Greek and Greece and whatever. I remember Chalk and Fish have put up a few historical figures and we've sort of been getting a bit of meaning out of a few of those and without fail there'll just be some really weird chalk sculpture or marble sculpture of a guy's face on the screen and Cormac will know who it is <laughs> and know like a pretty detailed history of what the dude's achieved it's yeah, it's pretty rogue. <laughs> I love the way he seems to embedded himself in with the Fijian guys as well. Oh, it's mate. such an unlikely uh, yeah. pairing or group, but uh, he seems to fit in really well. Well, let's talk about some of those guys through the lens of of injury and of selection heading into to round one this week against the Waratahs at Suncorp Stadium. By the time this podcast goes out, the first team of the year will be released. Really awesome to see both you blokes in the starting lineup and kind of testament to your hard work over the preseason. And there's some other great stories in there. You've got Alex Hodgman starting first game in a, in, in a Reds jersey at Super Rugby level, and then some of those guys we just spoke about, Harry, Cormac, and John Bryan, all, all on the bench and all a chance to make their Super debut. It, it's exciting. Yeah, epic. It's an exciting time for themselves. Awesome reward for all the hard work they've put in over not just pre-season, but sort of their life up to this point, I reckon. A, a hell of a lot goes into getting into a Super Rugby squad, as well as also getting picked. And a game like Round 1 at Suncorp in front of your family and friends against the Tars, I don't reckon there's a better sort of debut for that. So good luck to those guys, and hopefully they get on. 
Yeah, and and off the back of that, mate, it's just really exciting. I think for the whole whole starting fifteen and, and in, into that twenty three as well, that it's just exciting to be able to to put a game together. You know, we've had a few off season matches. You know, the games against Panna, the Force, and also the Tars. But now it's it's really exciting to be able to you know round one for Super Rugby to be able to put it all together and and see how we gel, especially under the the new coaching staff and with some new players in there as well. So it's it's really exciting times and I know I'm super keen for Saturday and I know the rest of the, the group seems really excited as well. So can't wait to get out there and do proud in front of the Suncorp fans. Really keen on getting in front of an amped up Suncorp. I, I, will, I watched a little presser that Wilson was in earlier in the week dropping about how keen he is to see Caxton Street humming before and after the game. And yeah, I, I second that. It should be unreal. Awesome environment, local Queensland crowd. See how we go. The Socks Up podcast seconds Harry Wilson's uh, comments about before and after <laughs> Caxton Street being absolutely pumping and full to the brim. So, um, yeah, really excited to see that come to fruition. And, you know, it's a, it's a good Queensland, New South Wales derby. So there's not too much other sport on at the moment. So get down and watch the Super Rugby season launch. You know, first game round one against the old foe. So it's a new era for Queensland. We're really excited to, to get in front of our fans. Yeah, well said, and I know that you guys will chat a little bit more about that that game uh, towards the back end of the show, but make sure you leave home half an hour early to give yourself a chance to do a few laps of, of Caxton in the yeah. car and, and feed off that build-up. One of the things that we, we need to shout out is the work of the, the fitness guys, Marshy and his crew, to, to get the squad in such a, a good state. From an injury point of view, I mean, Les said this week at his press conference, we've got James O'Connor, um, you know, still kind of two or three weeks away with a, a hamstring coming off the back of an unbelievable preseason. So frustration for him. But as Les said, he, he took one day to, to deal with it. And then he's been back into how he can help support Lawson and, and Harry and Tom and, and the rest of the group in terms of prep. Massimo, not far off, as you said. Fez, Angus Blythe, not too far away. Max Craig, Connor Anderson, the only five guys on the injury list. So what that means is you've got 13 blokes who absolutely banging the door down for selection don't get in this week, and there's some pretty impressive names on that list. They're going to have a run around at Ballymore on Saturday Arvo against the Beasties from Sydney from the mm. Shoot Shield. What does it mean for you guys to, to look at that strength in depth, but also to know that the footy department, Sammy and the guys, have been able to set up a really good hit out against eastern suburbs and that you're going to have guys banging down the door for your spot? Oh, mate, it's it's super exciting. I know uh, Chock Hilton's been talking about it a lot, especially in that Fords section that, you know, we want to be the best Fords, you know, best eight in the whole comp. And the second best eight in the comp, we want it to be our reserves. And they've been really pushing us every training session. And, you know, we've been really mixing it up between the two teams at training and, and guys fit in perfectly and, and know their role. So it's really exciting that we've got a really deep roster and, and guys that we trust that'll be able to do the job no matter when you get called in or, or whatever happens. Matt, looking at the depth, I mean, we are speaking about it before down at the cafe. It helps having so many fit bodies, but does it feel like there's a bit more strength throughout the whole squad heading into 24? Yeah, um, depth and also experience. Uh, we obviously have had a, quite a young team for a number of years, and yeah, a few of our key signings have got a bit of age to them, and I mean that in the greatest respect, that they're just experienced super rugby and test players. In that space, it's awesome. Competition for spots just creates a really healthy training environment. Everyone's trying to be their best and um, challenge each other in the best way possible. But also, it's just credit to our coaches and strength and conditioning department and Carl and Neil and um, Andrew in that sort of medic area. We're very fortunate that our injury list has only got five players on it. I know there's a lot of other super clubs at the moment that have got a hell of a lot of um, injuries, soft tissue and all that sort of stuff. 
we've got through preseason relatively unscathed, which is awesome. But having said that, it is a contact sport and like, it's just the nature of the game, I guess. But yeah, hopefully we don't get sort of plagued with too many injuries, particularly in the same position as we have in previous years. Two more bits of, of news. Just quickly recap on preseason. We played the Force at Ballymore. Another great afternoon with lots of rugby fans in attendance. Lots of fun, the Force. Just getting it done at the end there. And then we headed out to Roma. It's a highlight of the rugby calendar, heading out for the Santos Festival of Rugby playing against New South Wales you know, in Roma. It was a pretty parochial Queensland crowd, over 5,000 in the venue. What did it mean to you guys to, to head out and into you know, regional Queensland and play in front of uh, you know, the country fans? Yeah, I love it. I obviously went to a pretty big boarding school where a lot of my mates are from out that way, so it was awesome seeing them. But also guys like Smithy connecting with their old Reds to Regions, Billet hosts and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the environment was awesome. I think I remember talking to one of the sponsors and they were saying it brought about 6,000 people to the town that weekend, which is obviously great for the local economy, but also great for country rugby. Nearly 2 million bucks, I reckon, would have been spent, you know, additional to a usual weekend in Roma. And I don't know how much of that was uh, some of the vintage reds over the bar, but uh, <laughs> credit to Santos for putting on a cracking event. Good to see Matt Greeley, you know, he, he's got a lot of family out that way. His mum and dad are from Roma. Geez, didn't they get around him? Yeah, they loved him. 100%. Yeah, they're cracking game too, uh, as well. Grills loves getting out there. And I think the whole, the whole crowd uh, of boys love to get out there as well. I know even like Cormac uh, hadn't spent too much time even in Australia. So he thought it was pretty cool getting out to, to Roma. And yeah, I know a lot of the Fijian boys love getting out there as well. So yeah, it's a great weekend all around and uh, always look forward to the one in Roma. Yeah, I think Greeley and um, Cormac went on a little walk together, got a coffee and checked out the largest bottles tree in Australia or mm. Queensland or something like that. Yeah, Cormac that loved little, it. Little local attraction, yeah. Cormac couldn't stop talking about the bottle tree. Yeah. All over it. <laughs> feel like if we can get a translator sorted, we'll have to get Cormac on the pod this yeah, year. Uh, speaking of the pod, great spot to finish with the news segment. Pretty exciting news. Uh, Smithy, I'll, I'll give you the honours, mate. Yeah, we're really excited. Not only are we, we lucky enough to get Fezzler on just for this podcast, but uh, we've officially got the nod from him. We're going to get him as a co-host for the rest of the year for season two of the Socks Up podcast. So, mate, thanks so much for coming on board. And uh, it's it's been really great, even just this episode. But I uh, know we've, we've got some good chemistry there and it should be exciting times for the rest of the year. Yeah, plenty of chemistry, mate, on and off air, I'd say. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it's great. Stoked to be on board. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome season this season, footy-wise and podcast-wise, and yeah, I can't wait. Should be good, guys. We might have to start talking a few more backs. It's going to be pretty forward-heavy content for the rest of it, but yeah, we'll start making friends with some of those backs and see how we go. <laughs> yeah, start talking to them. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's good highlighting the nut truckers in the uh, Reds department. <laughs> Hard workers only. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Fez, going into round one this weekend, mate, where we're playing against the Tars. We, we've only just played them two weeks ago in Roma. How do you think they're going to react to that game? And do you think they, you know, kept some cards up their sleeves? Or, or what are you expecting this weekend from them? Yeah, I don't think they showed too much in terms of starter plays and uh, that sort of thing. Obviously, a few guys were out for them that game, which I'm hearing whispers will probably be playing this weekend, potentially guys like Ned Hannigan and the like, maybe Parisi, Jorgo, hearing a few things like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see when their team gets named sort of later today or tomorrow. Yeah, and then in terms of guys like um, your Jed Holloway, great line-out operator, great caller, I think there'll be a nice little sort of battle between our line-out callers and Jed going through the game. And then also your big physical guys like Belly, played a few games with Belly at the back end of last year with Wallabies and 
super big, dynamic ball carrier, aggressive, and I think he'll really look to stamp his authority on the game probably quite early. So we've probably got to be quite wary of him and also uh, Lungy Gleason at eight, really powerful, quick, good footwork. Yeah. Um, he'll be chucking a fair bit of nut off that line out. So for me, as a forward, they're probably the two big attacking threats. Yeah, and obviously your Jorgo and Izzy Parisi. Izzy Parisi is a really fleet-footed, big unit, which our centers will have to mark up against. It'll be a good little battle seeing him and Hunt go toe-to-toe. Yeah, 100%. I know I played a little bit with Teddy Wilson and, and Lungy as well, and yeah, both really explosive guys. And I know Teddy, presumably coming off the bench this weekend in that nine role, he's, he's really exciting. I know we're talking about his old man as well, David Wilson, so um, that'll be a cool, cool matchup. Hopefully we get to do the job against them again um, this game, mate. Really exciting. What are you sort of thinking going into this weekend, Smith? My sort of role's always around that line-out scrum stuff, so yeah, and, and especially that mall, so yeah, I think we, we showed some really promising stuff in Roma around that area and some real growth area there from last year, and uh, obviously, it always makes you look pretty good. You get a few meaties, mate, and you, you never shied away from that. You always say how much of a good job you do at the back there. So, <laughs> mate, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. It's it's really good stuff there Stay at the humble. back. The whole, the whole group's been really good. I know um, amongst the line-out leaders, we've really done some good work there in the off-season. You know, Angus Blythe, Vesti, Cormac, Seru, Rongers, and myself have put in some good work in that area, along with the rest of the boys, obviously, as well, and the coaching staff. So I think I'm looking forward to, to putting a good show out there for the for the line out and the mall stuff. As we always do, we're looking at one player, a staff member, someone in the community that needs to pull their socks up. It's been a long time between drinks for this one, so Fez, I'll, I'll pass it over to you, mate. You'll have the honours of the first socks up. Uh, who you got for this week? Feels nice to actually be um, dishing them out for a change <laughs> instead of receiving them like I did pretty much every I might be in the firing line here. <laughs> every week last year. Nah, not you this week, Smith. It's going out to the one and only James Rabbit O'Connor. Love that. Obviously, anyone who follows him on socials, he's quite active on his Instagram, which is great to see. Loves sort of save promo- world. promoting his brand. <laughs> yeah, shout out, Save Your World, <laughs> promoting his brand. But yeah, uh, this socks up goes out to him uh, resharing a story of a Instagram account that had about 500 followers to it. And it was a um, pretty poorly edited Mount Rushmore of uh, the best athletes in the world and it was like Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, <laughs> Michael Jordan and then the fourth person on the Mount Rushmore was Ravs. 18-year-old um, Ravs in yeah, the force kit. And he um, shamelessly shared that to his story and that, <laughs> if that's not a socks up, I don't know what is. Yeah, uh, Ravs, this is going out to you, mate. Pull your socks up. Boom. <laughs> Love that. Served. And as always, time to check in on our Queensland Red Super Rugby Women's Program. And great to be joined by Reds and Wallaroos fly half and superstar, Karis Dallinger. Hey, Karis. Hey, how are you going? Yeah, we're really good here. Thanks for coming on the pod. <laughs> um, just get, heading into the uh, the Super W kicking off for 2024, how has the preseason been going? I know you guys have had a lot of changes within the squad and also within the coaching ranks as well. So how's it been and what are you most excited for? Yeah, we've had a bit of change this year with a whole new coaching staff. We've had a really good build into preseason with our trainer man, Charles. And I think I speak for most of the girls when we say we're pretty fit after all the running sessions we've had to endure over preseason. My first Queensland summer was pretty tough out there in the heat trying to run, but that's okay. I'm feeling, feeling good now. I think we've adapted to our new coaches and we're getting ready for a couple more trial games and then we'll unleash against Fijiana at Ballymore for round one. So um, uh, who are you playing in the um, trial games? The Pacific Pearls this weekend. 
and that'll be down at Ballymore. I think it's at 3 p.m. And then we've got the Melbourne Rebels down in Melbourne in a couple of weeks' time. How good. I know there's a few games down at Ballymore this weekend as, as well. The the yeah. Super W, the, the Reds development, are getting a game there as well. We heard a pretty funny story about uh, your journey into the Wallaroos. I know Craig, he, uh, Craig he was pretty, uh, pretty bewildered with it all, but can you talk us through that story? So, yeah, pretty much came over to play Super W for six weeks and then kind of got to like our fourth or fifth round and we were down playing the Waratahs and we were just sitting around at the dinner table eating and then I just said like, I don't even know how we got on the topic of conversation, but I was just like, oh, like, wouldn't it be funny if I played for the Wallaroos? And Craigie was like, yeah, I can't, I, don't, I won't swear, but his words are, you yeah, and can't. And I was like, yes, I can. Like my dad was born in Melbourne and he was like, are you taking the mic? And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm genuinely not. And then he was like, are you kidding me? They thought coming from New Zealand, you know, wouldn't have to check that I'm an international. And then, um, yeah, he was like, I need to get talking to Sione, who's, who was the attack coach for the Wallaroos at the time, and then our ex-coach for the Reds. Not long after that, I was getting phone calls from the Wallaroos coach. <laughs> Yeah, Stitch up Craigie there. So, um, yeah, we, we uh, played alongside you guys out there at Roma. How was the review upon that game, and what are you guys looking forward to fixing up for your next game? Yeah, it was a little bit tough. I was watching from the sideline. I um, just have a little bit of a tough strain at the minute. But, yeah, it was a little bit tough to watch, but didn't really have too much expectation on the girls. But just because we're such a new group, uh, we had 16, 17-year-olds thrown in there um, they are giving it their best and showing us what they can they can do. So I don't think it was really a testament to what we're capable of. We've gone back to the drawing boards and uh, we've done some reviews and taken that all that stuff on board and heading into this week's game against the Pacific Pearls, I think we've really uh, – it'll be a step up from, from Roma for sure. That's what I'm trying to get out there. You uh, obviously hail from NZ, judging from your accent. Yeah, you used to play for the Canes, Hurricanes. Are uh, you yeah, from the area? Uh, how'd that sort of come about? I was born in the Bay of Plenty and then moved to down to Fielding, which nobody has really ever heard of. So we just say Palmerston North, Manawatu, Wellington. If you say that place, someone will know one of the three that I say. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah if you just say the Hurricanes region. Yeah, so pretty much grew up there. Never thought that women's super rugby was ever going to be a thing growing up. So yeah, idolised, you know, all the men's players and stuff and then couple years ago when it got brought in it's a really cool experience and something i never thought would have happened but yeah here we are and then we the super w have been a thing for quite a few years now which i'd wanted to kind of dabble in but hadn't really kind of taken the leap so yeah kind of glad that i did after last year and yeah here we are yeah good yeah that's awesome and i'm sure the reds are stoked to have you on again based off a pretty stellar <laughs> season last year i know we've got uh looking down the battle of about a month march 17th on the sunday there's the round one of the the super w at ballymore there i know going up against the fijiana drua obviously a really exciting game there and a bit of a grand final rematch i wish you girls all the best for that and and thanks so much for coming on and giving up your time really appreciate yeah. it and, and hopefully we'll uh see a bit more of you guys in the in the future on the pod thank you All right, guys, that wraps us up for the first episode of Season 2 of the Socks Up Podcast with me, Ryan Smith, and also Matthew Fesler. How good? Exciting new team, new coaching staff, and a new era for Queensland. Get down to Suncorp Stadium 
Kickoff is this Saturday, 7:05 p.m. Tickets at Reds.rugby. Bring your partner, your mates, your colleagues. There's no other sport on this weekend. It's really exciting times. And in the words of the great Harry Wilson, can't wait to see a packed Caxton Street before and after the game and go the Reds.